HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Today's program has been brought to you by greatbrewers.com, a social media marketing platform dedicated to promoting the world's great brewers and the beers they create. For more information, visit greatbrewers.com. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit heritageradionetwork.org for thousands more. Welcome back to the Speakeasy. I'm your host, Damon Bolte, and in the studio today, we have a couple of very lovely ladies. One has been here before. The other one is very new to it. But uh, both, I'm sure, are going to be very, very happy to be here. <laughs> anyway. So happy. So We're the we, happiest. <laughs> we've got Leslie Pariso, um, second time on the show. Yeah. Or just third. This is the second. Second, yeah. And uh, Talia Bioki. I got Perfect. that right. That's yeah. good. So many vowels. So, <laughs> so Leslie is the deputy editor and Talia is the editor-in-chief of New Magazine Punch, which launched today. And yeah, <laughs> sight, sight. Oh, um, yeah. And uh, yeah. So congratulations. Mm, I know you guys you. have been working on this for a little Thanks. while and it's really awesome. It's in uh, conjunction with 10 Speed, mm-hmm. yeah. which put out a good buddy of ours, uh, Brad Thomas Parsons, The Bitters Book. Woohoo! Which, bitters! Yeah. <laughs> so bitter. Stay bitter. Um, <laughs> so that's awesome. Uh, it's, it, is, this, uh, is this something that you've been trying to do for a while? I mean, like... Yes. I know you've been writing you that. for different people. and, and Nine months. Geez. But it's funny birth. because, in a sense, this all started... I don't know, like three years ago in France, which seems like an unlikely... <laughs> this all started three years ago. <laughs> this all started ago in France. <laughs> um, Leslie and I met on a, a trip up to Bordeaux, um, and that was about three years ago. And we had talked, we had totally hit it off, and we talked about doing um, some sort of collaboration between a, a website that was wine, spirits, and cocktails, because we hadn't really seen anything out there that really felt like, um, you know, something that we were totally attracted to that was capturing kind of what was going on. Um, and we realized when we got back that we didn't have any money, <laughs> so that, that didn't happen. Money. But we we actually we we have a URL. We bought a URL that was called antidote.com, and we even like met with web designers, and we both <laughs> sort of got distracted but kept in touch. And so, in a sense, it's the genesis of Punch started much before nine months ago, and and you know we have now an incredible collaborator um, 
in 10 speed and <laughs> we aren't trying to do this with like $50. <laughs> so <laughs> um, Taya is also writing a book on Sherry right now, which oh. is where the relationship with 10 speed started as well. I told her to say that. <laughs> Shameless self promo. Um, and so Talia, Talia is a, a Sherry buff and um, was approached by 10 speed to write a book. And um, throughout that process, we became close with the, the publisher, Aaron, who runs 10 Speed, and he was like, hey, I, I think it might be a really cool idea to start a magazine, a website on um, cocktails and spirits. And Talia's like, well, why are you talking to me? Because if you don't know, Talia Bayoki is fantastic writing. She comes from the wine world, and has, well, she was the first ever um, editor for Eater as, a, as the, the cocktail spirits and wine editor, and also wrote for... Am I going to get this right? Wine and spirits? Yeah. No. <laughs> no, that's correct. All right, yeah. all right. Um, and so she she convinced him that we should also be writing about wine and that there was this great conversation happening and overlap between wine and spirits and cocktails that hadn't really been focused upon yet, um, which is why I came on because I come from the cocktail background. I basically said that, you know, if I was <laughs> going to do this, that I, that I you know... Couldn't do it without Leslie, and and um, and so that sort of you know it all started about nine months ago, and here we are, and it's finally a thing. A pizza is arriving. Awesome. <laughs> Pause. Um, yeah, so that's great, and so so far, uh, I, I know that um, there are. I mean, really, the, with with like the food and, and beverage magazines. Like you said, you know, no one's really focusing on all three. Imbibe kind of does it. You know, they, they're more focused on spirits and cocktails, but they'll throw a little wine and beer in there and even like other beverages like tea yeah. and coffee mm-hmm. from time to time. Imbibe does a great job. We're sort of from a different angle. We're going for narrative journalism. So we're going through the lens of like the stories that are happening around wine and that's wine and spirits and cocktails rather. And that's everything from, you know, this this great piece on on bartenders cast in plastic as Legos that Andrew Borer made and Brad and Thomas Parsons wrote about to um, a woman in, who grew up in Kentucky in a dry county. And, I mean, Imbibe does a beautiful job of focusing on um, spirits and cocktails in, a, in the sense of, of place. And we're sort of going for the, the angle that this is about people and it's about a sense, yeah. of, a sense of what's happening um, in time now and, and what's to come. And you know, I also imbibe is is a is a print magazine, and so we're on the web, and we wanted to really do something you know that used the web, so have exactly. these big, giant, beautiful photos, and do photo essays, and really make it be you know visual. And um, you know, for us, I mean, it's really just about how how drinks fit into people's lives in different ways, and it's just such an exciting time to be drinking in this country Absolutely. that um, it makes our job really easy. You know, so <laughs> it's exciting. Nice. Yeah. I, you know, it's speaking, uh, you know, visually, uh, I think it's a, a very stunning uh, magazine, especially the... Uh, especially the Legos. Especially the uh, Lego, Lego minifigure of <laughs> myself. <laughs> totally nailed it. It's completely... Like it's an the accurate hat, the depiction jacket, everything. of Damon totally Bolte. Awesome. Exactly. Beard, cowboy <laughs> hat. How, how do I get that? Like, the physical... Well, that, you're going to have to... Is it going to come from, like, which, a uh, fundraising uh, like, yeah. <laughs> auction or something? Yeah, you're going to have to first collect all of the collections where your pieces that's are going on yeah it's, uh, it's going up on auction at christie's so it's gonna i don't know you're gonna have to bid on that it's gonna be it's gonna be a heavy <laughs> it's hitter gonna be there. big um so i know that uh you were you were talking about the the actual like stories behind the people that's that's really great i i really appreciate that because like that's a big part of what i do here you know i you know we can talk about you know brand promotion and like magazine promotion all day but it's like 
we could talk we could just be like go read punch drinking yeah. is about but people it's about yeah. people yeah it is it's yeah. about having you and on places the show and, talk and about this. yeah and history and tradition i think again like going back to how wine and spirits and cocktails are all sort of having this moment together is that like they share this sort of uh, respect for tradition and, and this like really geeky kind of obsession with with history and in a way the cocktail revival is sort of rediscovering this like lost american history and you're seeing that happen in wine as well in these like really interesting ways so you know, it's just for us, like the the big thing was was trying to essentially shine a light on these places where spirits, cocktails and wine are are entwined. Yeah, absolutely. So. So, okay, run us through a, a typical day in the offices of Punch. Oh, dear. <laughs> There's wow. a lot of pajamas. There's a lot of pajamas. It's, this There's a lot the, of pajama wearing. This is the first time we both put pants on in a week. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, there's... Well, you know, there's a there is certainly there's the three p.m. Miller High Life, which is a ritual at, <laughs> that Punch HQ. Yeah, we um, currently have four days of Miller High Life in our refrigerator. Nice. We haven't. We actually, from a story, we have a story on on the site right now, an, a terrific essay by Besh Rodell at LA Weekly, who's the restaurant critic over there, about uh, malt liquor and about the forty ounce. <laughs> and so we we do have old E in the fridge as well. We just like to mention that. Awesome. <laughs> we haven't we haven't we haven't quite gone there yet, but you know you never know. <laughs> Uh, yeah, there's, I mean, aside from the pajama pants wearing, we have a full bar within, mm-hmm. we actually work out of Talia's apartment, um, which is a beautiful spot overlooking McCarran Park in Williamsburg. Um, so <laughs> most days we are, we're testing cocktails, whether that's actually for the site or just for our own personal pleasure. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we've probably got over like 300 bottles, I would say in your apartment by now. Yeah, no, I, I mean, my, my, my actual like clothes are secondary to the booze at this point. <laughs> There's really not space for anything, but it's clothing worth op- it. Clothing optional. <laughs> yeah. Clothing optional. Booze is totally mandatory. <laughs> um, so to- not to get too serious right now, but how do I get a job with you guys? Yeah. <laughs> We've well, actually got our first our first other employee with us right now. She's hanging pizza out here. Echo. Echo. The, the pizza tester. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's her first day with us. Yeah. Awesome. Welcome, Echo. Welcome. Yeah. <laughs> so we need a male intern. You're hired. We do. Right. Bring the cowboy hat and you're I in. Have, I have pajama pants. <laughs> yeah. I can do this. Yeah. If you have SpongeBob pants, you're hired. <laughs> I can find them. <laughs> Um, so that's great. So you're you're working out of the apartment. You're testing cocktails, mm-hmm. coming up with uh, basically like storyboarding ideas for the magazine. And uh, I, I heard mention of a, an article about distillery cats. Yeah, oh, well, cats. Good one. So Brad, actually, I don't think that he expected this to go this way, but he's become the guy who just like writes about weird stuff for Bunch. He's the Lego guy. He's the guy, the cats guy. So he wrote a story basically about the significance of distillery cats and their their role, both historically and in contemporary (laughs) distillery life. And it's going to include, we hope, um, a really fantastic slideshow of, of cats. So... Definitely, and I think there's. I think that there is one included from your last guest, the Kings County Distillery Cat. Which are those are cool. Those are really cool cats. And they're oh, it's cats. They're, yeah. they're cats plural. Yeah, they're they're two cats, and they are um, very hip Brooklyn cats. So we're really trying to talk about like the terroir of the cat and like it, the differences between like a, a cat in Brooklyn versus a Scotland cat. Sure. I think these are important questions that not a lot of journalists are asking. <laughs> the tabby the versus really the calico. Hard-hitting stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so going back to the magazine, um, as far as like the contributors that are involved with it, yeah. you're pulling from some really awesome people. Like, like we mentioned Brad Thomas Parsons, yeah. who's a 
great buddy of mine. I love that guy so yeah. much. Uh, he's been on a couple of times. Uh, that's my bar all the time. And he's the one that he showed me the picture of the the Legos, and I was like, "This is one of the coolest things." <laughs> yeah. Who are some of the other people who are contributing besides yourselves, of course? So um, we've got a, a really talented group of photographers. So Pete and Monk, uh, they're a photography duo out of LA, and they also have a studio here in New York. They did the, the tequila piece for us. This beautiful photo essay. Um, from a distillery in Jalisco called El Pendio. Um, we have um, a bunch of amazing writers from not just drinks writers. We've got Jordan McKay. We've got Wyatt Peabody from the LA Times. Brad, of course. Um, but we've also got people from sort of outside of the drinks world because we wanted it to be a place where you weren't just seeing content written by drinks writers for other drinks writers. Sure. We wanted to have, we've got, you know, Davey Rothbart who um, is, uh, he has found magazine and he's also written a, oh, right. a terrific uh a collection of essays called My Heart is an Idiot. Um, so we've got him. We've got a folklorist um, that we found through Southern Foodways. Laura Smith. Laura Smith, who's fantastic. Um, Besha uh, Rodell from the New York, from LA Weekly, rather, who writes primarily about food, but is just like a terrific writer. So we really wanted to provide like a bunch of different access points. So if you were somebody who is like a total geek and you know knows a lot about cocktails or knows a lot about wine, you could find something to read. But also if you're just kind of like, casually you're a, a frequenter of bars and you're casually interested that there's something there for you to read yeah i think there's so many great opportunities for that i mean especially like as a bartender and as like a tale a teller of tales <laughs> you know as it were um and just like in general like what the bar is mm-hmm. itself it's not always about the drinks you know no. it's just it's kind of a, a uh like it's an accessory to an experience, I guess, to say, you know, and I, I especially when you talk to someone like Dave Wondrich or, or yeah. you know, Dale DeGroff or any of the, like the big, big names in the uh, the cocktail scenes, like you could be sitting next to them at a bar and not know like anything about the cocktail scene and just having that conversation, having a wonderful conversation with them at the bar. uh that's a very inspired and inspiring conversation. And then all of a sudden it's like, uh, so what do you do for a living? It's like, yeah. well, yeah. pretty famous author about cocktails. In <laughs> fact, this is, a, this is a teaser for something that everyone should, should tune into punch for on Friday. But we had, um, a really <laughs> incredible crew of guys in my backyard doing a full out film shoot yesterday. We had Dave Wondrich, we had Dale DeGroff, Alan Katz of New York Distilling Company, and Toby Ciccini, who is a writer for the New York Times, but also just opened his own bar on Atlantic Avenue. The Long Island Bar. It's That's very not. Cool. It's not out in public yet, but <laughs> you should definitely go harass him there. Um, and we had like it, it was pretty incredible. Like I, I've been in cocktails probably for four four years now, but to to have all of these guys in one place who have like such a sense of like what the beginning of the scene was like. There there aren't many people who hold that. And it's still a young scene, but these are the guys who were there from the beginning. And, like, having them all sit around your dining room table, like, shooting the shit is pretty cool. Um, they are uh, they're all badasses. But you would never know. This is the cool thing, is that you would never know if you were sitting next to them at a bar. They're just inconspicuous guys who, like, are kind of geeky about drinks. Yeah. I think that's sort of the premise, is, like, you know, the, the, t- the American Tavern was, like, the birthplace of the revolution. And I think it's more than just a place to get drunk. You know, which it's obviously that's part of <laughs> that's part of it. But also, you know, these are places where really interesting conversations happen and, and ideas are born. So I think that's uh, that's also a big part of sort of what guides what we're doing, you know. Yeah. Cool. Well, let's take a quick break and yeah. we'll get back. We'll continue talking with Leslie and Talia from Punch Magazine. Back in a few.
Do you want to taste the finest beer and spirits from over 125 breweries and 30 distilleries? The Craft Experience, the most exclusive craft and spirit tasting event in New York, hosted by great brewers, is available to the public for the first time ever. Join your fellow beer and spirit enthusiasts on Wednesday, November 13th in Manhattan to mingle with the superstars of the craft beverage world. Tickets are available now at www.thecraftexp.com. You are listening to What's in the Bag by the Raw Chains here on HeritageRadioNetwork.org. All right, we are back from a pizza break. <laughs> You're listening to the Speakeasy, and I've got Leslie and Talia from Punch Magazine in the studio today, and we were just talking about the inspiration from uh, working in the spirits industry and writing industry and putting together a magazine, which is not something that uh, you know a lot, a lot of people talk about doing stuff like that, but you actually did it, and it's uh, <laughs> it's a great magazine, uh, and I'm really really excited for you guys, and Thanks. I'm really really stoked to. Uh, you know, be the, your second intern and wear pajama <laughs> pants all day, drink cocktails. We're honored. <laughs> um, so, going back to what we were just talking about, you know, you were talking about the uh, birthplace of the American Revolution and the tavern and the conversations that happened. Um, and, you know, one of the things that we've talked about kind of frequently on the show is, you know, not all the time, but it definitely comes up, is the the idea of not only being a good bartender, but being a good customer. And I, I kind of feel like that's a big part of, you know, knowing how to be a customer, a big part of knowing how to be a good customer is actually you're in that tavern, you're in a bar. You know what? You got to talk to people. Yeah, it's you, true. You, you, you could sit around in your apartment in your pajamas drinking cocktails all day, but you're at a bar for a yeah, reason. Get you know? a bar, a bar and, is one big social experiment. Yeah. And yeah. to put that Ad in booze. a magazine form, you know, it's really great. And so you're you're coming up with all these really great ideas for these articles that are built around the cocktails and the and the wine and beer experience. And that's I'm really psyched about it. I, you know, going back to it, I really <laughs> also I can't say how awesome that Lego piece was. <laughs> I mean, because like I mean, not not just mine, but like it, it nailed it with everyone. Yeah, you know, Ivy Mix and totally. like Wondrich and yeah. Draft with the martini glass. It was awesome. Yeah, I think the whole point of that was that you know, like these people are such characters. You know, like everyone in this this industry, these are like these really like goofballs. You know, these like total goons that are really interesting <laughs> people. And I think the Legos thing sort of nailed that aspect of these people. And Andrew, it's really Andrew Bor, and of course. Brad, you know that really Brad's tone in that piece is so perfect. <laughs> it's so deadpan, and it's so funny as a result. But I think that it's it's weird that it's weird to say that it, that like Legos like nailed the essence of these people, but these like weird little plastic figures. Yeah. But if you think about it, like there's there's a lot of crossover. Like Legos are geeky. I mean, yeah. Andrew's sort of revealing this thing. It's like this. He probably like played Zelda. You know, like, <laughs> Andrew's gonna like be waiting outside yeah, of Roberta's when we're done here. Kill us. <laughs> I think. The, I mean, it nails the essence of like how passionate people are about this like odd little industry. And I think um, Andrew, you know, <laughs> he he has this like funny obsession that he's he's super excited about, and sh- he he let it cross over into the world of bartending. And I think like. 
everybody can recognize passion when they see it and and even if it comes out of Legos like that's that is yeah. some dedication yeah, yeah. <laughs> it also reminded me of something that Phil Ward said on the show it like about <laughs> making cocktails and about how like classics you can interchange parts and and uh, ingredients he said it's like playing like like Play with like Mr. Potato Head, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, and it, it kind of made me it made me think of that for a second. You know what's yeah. so funny is that all of the bartenders who come down after Full Ward, like everybody who he's been a mentor to or um, worked with him, they all use that same phrase. Yeah, and we you actually don't know who, like where did that actually? It's, like, I think it it's originate with? I think it's Phil Ward because he he's sort of the one who and he can call and correct us if if that's not <laughs> he might want to take credit for it anyways. <laughs> But we have one of the cool things about Punch that we're really excited about is we have a giant recipe archive that's growing. And in the process of building it, we called all of these bartenders that we love from all of the bars that we love and collected some of the staples. Like we all know what the classics are by now, and we included all of those. But we also want to pay tribute to the bartenders who are coming up right now and what they consider their own classics to be, the things that they'll make at every bar they ever work at. And we had the opportunity to talk to, to um, I want to say, like, Joaquin Zemo says it from Pouring Ribbons. Mm-hmm. I want to say Brad Farron says it. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of some of the other guys who work with him, but the everybody literally yeah. uses the phrase <laughs> Mr. Potato Head. Yeah. Should we explain what we mean by that? Yeah. Okay. So, like, it's basically that you have this potato head, right? Like, the, the potato head, you could, like... <laughs> put an ear in someone's eye and it was you know so basically what it is is that you have like the potato sort of the base and the you shit, can take the all shit, of these this things is, great. is this am i no okay so for instance like you have a negroni like let's say you have a negroni and for those of you who don't know what a negroni is you should but it's equal parts you gin. can find the recipe on punch magazine's yeah. website.com yeah. <laughs> it's equal parts gin sweet vermouth and campari it's the best drink that ever existed But you can switch that up. Instead of having a base of gin, you can switch out rum, and you would have Joaquin Simo's, essentially, his Kingston Negroni. Mm -hmm. Um, You could do the same thing with a daiquiri. You know, you have, you've got rum, lime juice, and simple syrup, and you could switch out rum for, you know, there's a great drink at the Beagle called, um, I'm going to get this wrong, like the PX daiquiri. Maybe it's the sherry daiquiri. No, you're, I think it's it's something with, it's like the PX. You switch out the rum for for sherry and you've got, you've got a totally different cocktail. So basically using the the idea of, with a Negroni, with a base spirit, a bitter and like a vermouth. You can swap that out, like changing out the, the gin for whiskey and you've got a Boulevardier, for Mm -hmm. instance, you know, those kinds of things. But, but even on the more modern tip, it's, you know, you can take any, like, if you switch out a sour for a sour, like an eye for an eye or whatever yeah. you want to say, <laughs> or a sweetener thing. for a sweetener, a base for a base, a bitter for right. a bitter, it's yeah. always You're plugging always in different parts yeah, for, the same, for the same recipe. Yeah. So, but the, how does the potato come into play? I really oh, need to God. know. See, That's the glass. Part. Phil, that, could oh, you call in? The glass. The Phil, the glass. Could we get you to call in right now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we take, can we phone a friend? <laughs> <laughs> but one of the cool things that we're trying to do at Punch as well is we, it's not, it's, it, we've got stories, but we've also got this really cool archive of recipes that um, hasn't really necessarily had a presence on the web anywhere else. And we're trying to make it really easy for people who may not necessarily know, like how to just like whip, a, whip, whip up a drink from scratch. We're trying to help people figure out, like, you know, the most basic things that you need to, like, build a bar, the most basic things that you need to, like, create these classic cocktails. And so we're we're constantly sort of, like, building and refining this thing. Mm-hmm. So if you need to know how to make a Kingston Negroni by Joaquin Simo, <laughs> go to Punch Drink. Awesome. Um, so that being said, well, 
Phil's definitely one of those characters that yeah. they, they can talk. It. I, I've been on several fishing trips with him, and we never talk about cocktails. It's <laughs> you know. That's what's really cool about some of these guys is like you look at them behind a bar, and you're like, you must be like the geekiest guy in the world. Like all you talk about is cocktails. In actuality, I mean, they're just like they're just really awesome dudes and chicks who are really good at making drinks. Yeah, yeah. I think that the the cool thing that that a lot of people don't realize, especially like the wine world, has had it harder because. You know, a lot of people see people in wine as being sort of stuffy and pretentious, right. and and it's really not like that. Um, so I think, you know, it's this weird subculture, and I think it's the same thing with, with the cocktail world. They're these two totally geeky subcultures. A lot of us were, like, you know, maybe there's some, like, Dungeons & Dragons people. There's just, like, there's, like, the <laughs> there goth kids. Are. You know, but there is, it's this sort of, this really geeky thing, and I think it's it's really in wine a lot of people are starting to discover it in that way. Instead of it being this sort of, I can't be a part of that, you know, what we really want to do is make sure that people feel like they can be a part of it. And it is this, that's where I think there's another parallel between the cocktail and wine world is this, they're just like dorks that are just like dorking out. It's like (laughs) Alan Katz taking people to the opera, you know, that kind of thing. Yes, exactly. So what's cool about this too, I want to, I mean, like you said before, and I say it, I've, I could probably go back in the archives of the show and count hundreds of times saying this, but I feel like this is, and we all do feel this way, that this is just like the most exciting time for yeah. the, the industry that we're in and Absolutely. the possibilities are endless. And, um, and that being said, uh, you know, thinking back like 10 years ago, there's, there's, I, there's very little chance that this kind of magazine could, would fly, no, you know, no way. Yeah. Especially because back then, I mean, we were all still playing Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Well, I think, I mean, we're at a period in time where it's becoming it's becoming more accessible. And I think that has a lot to do with food coming before it. And, sure. and one of the reasons that Punch is actu- is an actuality, actuality now is because there is such a rich conversation around food. And that was... That was expressed in the world by all of these beautiful magazines that are coming out now. You've got Lucky Peach. You've got Diner Journal. Um, I mean, Bon Appetit is revamped. It's there's been this great conversation, and I think in this in that same way, there hasn't necessarily been the same lens into drinks. And I think because food came before it, like drinks are to follow, and that's everything from wine to cocktails. So we're definitely at a point in time where like that we're we're really lucky because I don't think we could have done this no. without food coming before us. I hope that one day we walk into a place like the Meat Hook and we see all of these beautiful food journals, or even we walk into something like Spoonbill and Sugartown on Bedford. And we see all these beautiful food journals. I hope that someday I walk in there five years from now and we have beautiful drinks journals as well. You know, I think Definitely. it's about to happen. I think it's just at the beginning now. And 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 beverage has always trailed food. A little bit, you know, we've always been like maybe five years behind, but there is in so many ways sort of the back to the land movement applied to drinks is really what's happening in a lot of different ways. Um, so I, I hope this is the beginning of a whole new future of, of drinks journalism. Well, it absolutely is. I mean, you know, we've, we just have so much more access, uh, you know, especially like you're saying, there are so many more food journals now, and now we've got a lot more drinks accessibility, even with websites like liquorious.com, mm-hmm. you know, which mm-hmm. it's really, it's like, pretty much like a database for everything that's happening right then you know mm-hmm. it's just a link to every other or most other uh cocktail wine mm-hmm. spirits yeah. or related uh articles in other magazines and and websites but what's really cool is that we're actually at a time where we have the accessibility for this information mm-hmm. and you know even 
I can't believe that people listen to this radio show, actually, but <laughs> but on. they do apparently. Like and that uh, beard, but that know. beard comes yeah. through. They can't see the beard. <laughs> this is the hard. This is so sad. They can't see our pizza. They can't see the beard. <laughs> they can see it in Lego form on the yeah. website. Yeah, putting it's it up. Don't don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> Are you posting that, Dietrich? Yeah, well, I'm into. Of course, I am, man. <laughs> Sweet. Well, okay. So the website is punchdrink.com. Punchdrink.com. I like that. Thanks. If that fit on your yeah. knuckles, I would totally get it tattooed. Ooh, now I got uh, some ideas. <laughs> we're gonna consider it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think we're gonna do that. All right, after we the show, get, like a gold grill that just oh, says like yeah. punch drink. Nice, nice. <laughs> That'll be for Leslie only though. Come <laughs> on, it. She's a good candidate for that for a gold grill. So, uh, so for so for a lot of the people, they can they can check it out there. Are you doing? You're planning on doing print. We're, we're really lucky because we are a collaboration with 10Speed. We have the infrastructure of a publishing company. And it's one of the things that we, we have this really cool little mini magazine um, that, that came alongside our, our launch. Um, and it's just sort of a preview of what's, to, of what's to come. But I think, you know, we would love to we would love to explore the idea of a biannual or a quarterly eventually. Yeah. Um, right now we're focused on just maintaining a giant the website. Internet. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But we definitely look forward to to creating some really beautiful print alongside yeah, of it. Something we can get like a, a like a cocktail ring on, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Definitely. I love flipping through. So we we are, we're like fans of... We're fans of biting off more than we can choose. So there's like a lot of there's a lot of stuff probably in the future for sure. Awesome. Well, congratulations on the launch. Thank you. Thank and you. I yeah. can't wait to uh, see what's in store for the future. Yeah, thanks for thanks having us. Yeah. All right. Well, that's it for the speakeasy today. Check Yay. in next week, and we will continue talking our nerdy cocktail <laughs> town hall tavern style talking that we do here. All right. Cheers. Thanks for listening to this program on HeritageRadioNetwork.org. You can find all of our archived programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes Store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Heritage underscore Radio. You can email us questions at any time at info at heritageradionetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening.